Well, it's time for the word. Love speaks. Psalm 52. Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? I like that. It just starts out with why. It wants you to self-inspect. Why do you say what you say? Why do you believe what you believe? Because what's in your heart is coming out of your mouth. Why boastest you, yourself? Why do you boast yourself in mischief? Mischief, bad, or as a noun, evil. Adversity. D d affliction, bad. Think about this. These things are happening out of your mouth. Why do you release boasteth yourself in mischief? Why do you speak yourself, propping yourself up, puffing yourself up, making yourself larger in mischief, in bad, in evil, in adversity, in affliction, in calamity, in displeasure, in distress? Let me give an example of this, Psalm 52. It, said, it gives us a little history up here. To the chief musician, Maschal, whatever, a psalm of David, when Doeg the Edomite came and told Saul and said unto him, David is come to the house of Ahimelech. Hmm. Doeg, Doeg pulled his sword out and literally killed God's priests. At the word of Saul, this Doeg dude is a bad dude. And there, and this is David writing this psalm saying, Why do you boast yourself in mischief? All the priests, because of Doeg's word, were murdered at the hands of Saul. And Doeg was the, was the sword that did it. Why do you boast yourself in mischief, almighty man? Isn't that something? Your words, let's read it again, bad, evil, adversity, affliction, calamity, displeasure, distress, evil, exceeding great, grievous, harm, heavy, hurtful, ill-favored, mischievous, misery, naughtily, sadly, sore sorrow. I'll stop there. Do you see the power of your words? And they turn out, look at Doeg. He, he kills God's priests because a king, a backslidden king told him to. Huh? It's kind of like the Muslim things over there where you get them guys that so-called clerics or whatever, and they get a whole bunch of them and radicalize them. They go out there and, and in the in the upside downitude of their beliefs, they take life instead of give it. God is a God of life. Look what he says here. Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? The goodness of God endureth continually. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Why are you boasting these evil things? Why are you causing all this division and death when you could easily repent in the goodness of God? He's trying to protect you. Goodness is, a is bringing you to a place in the rock of protection. 
there's a there's a place in the Bible where people pass away and God said they don't consider that I'm hiding them from the evil to come. Verse 2, Psalm 52. Thy tongue devises mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You, you love evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness. And this says Shelah. Your tongue devises mischiefs, evil, bad. Your tongue devises adversity. Your tongue devises affliction. You can speak affliction on people by what you say. It'd be days before they get that out of their head because you said something cruel and mean. Your tongue devises calamity. How many times have we seen it now in this internet age where in a high school, <coughs> pardon me, uh, a body uh, starts shaming somebody for something like that. Next thing you know, the kid hangs himself. That's what this is talking about. The power of words used against people. Dividing, severing, cutting, afflicting. Your tongue devises mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good. Isn't that something? It'd be better not to say anything at all. Except you're basically a puppet. Because the devil's poured things in and this is what's coming out. Or he's poured so much in that he's in. Hey, hey, we saw it on TV last night. There's a guy, he goes into a house and the house is haunted and he ends up marrying the, the, the haunted spirit. Hey, that's prophetic. Did you see that? Okay, now, biblically speaking, a marriage uh, brings two into agreement. Now, he's agreeing with a tormenting, haunting demon spirit that haunts that residence. It's, it is not, though it has the form of a dead lady there with all pale and all that kind of stuff, it's a devil. Because people out, out of the body, if you're a Christian, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the Lord told of the rich man, he died, he went to hell. They're not lingering here in this world here. You see something spiritual like that, that's a devil. Period. And if you see an angel, you got to check it the way the Bible said to check it. And I'm not going to tell you how. You need to get in a word and figure out how to defend yourself in this place. Because even angels, devils, can, uh, Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. So you better know how to, to defend yourself. I like that movie, and we were soldiers, and uh, the second in command to Commander Moore there, gentlemen, prepare to defend yourselves, and he just cocked his gun and went over and took his position, and the attack came. You better be able to defend yourself. Now, as far as the marriage covenant goes, there's a whole lot of men without the direction of God, who are running out and saying, well, she's pretty. You have no idea where she's been. There's a reason why virginity was valued. And here, let me tell you why. Virginity is valued for this reason. Repetitive sin or corrupted sex, because if you don't have a marriage covenant and you're having sex, you are corrupted. And if you repetitive sin brings 
demonic influence. And if you do it enough, it's going to bring demonic possession. Now, that's the extreme, but it can, ta it can happen. So somewhere in that place, that lady you married that's not a virgin, she has connections to the devil. She has whatever the man was, the whoremonger was, that had sex with her without a covenant. And if she did it multiple times, that's what she has. So you want to marry that? Because it's going to take you. The agreement, this man married in that commercial, the agreement is, is that lady, his helpmeet, as God would call a wife, going to help him to hell. He's going to die. Ugh. I mean, watch the, watch the crime solver shows now and see that. See what's going on. Open your eyes. The word of God is true. Your tongue devises mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good. Well, might as well marry it. That guy in that commercial did. That was prophetic. And can I say another thing? That was, the, that was theater football. Period. That was disgusting. I fell asleep. I couldn't watch that. Now, some of the college games, uh, they're still real games. Not all of them, but some of them are. And, uh, you know, whatever. Thou lovest evil more than good and, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. And you get what you say. You know, the preacher is told, the pastor of a church is told, you can't have it if you don't preach it. There can't be faith in the, in the pews uh, if you don't preach it. Well, if you, love, if you love lying more than good, then you're going to speak deceit. And guess what? That's what you're going to get. You're sowing seeds with your words. If you love evil more than good, you're going to marry it. That's just the way it is. We're talking about a man so evil, he killed God's priest at the, at the hands of a backslidden, used to be anointed, now, it was, now it's an offline off, off anointing. That's, I guess, best, you know, speak with the computer speak. He's offline. He's a corrupted, corrupted operating system, but he's still in the natural kingship. Boy, that is prophetic, too. Huh. How about people who champion uh, abortion? Think about the calamity and adversity and displeasure and distress and evil that is brought upon this nation through that. And people get out there. There's a lady that does commercials. And she come out in her personal uh, social media and, and celebrates her abortion. Now, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not buying nothing from that company. I'm not going to. You love evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness. You love all devouring words, thou deceitful tongue. Think about that. It devours all the good. Doesn't it say up here, the goodness of God endures continually? But see, your words... Your words are devouring any type of good or prosperity or, or favor or blessing before it ever gets to you. It's getting eat up. It's getting stolen is what it's getting doing, what it's doing. Because when you speak God's word, you have heavenly help ministering spirits. 
but what happens when you speak evil? Hmm. You got some thieves coming up to take whatever is supposed to be yours. See, it calls you a mighty man in verse 1 there, oh mighty man. But that's because you're in a body, standing on the earth in authority. But you're, you're away from God, so now your authority is misused. You're offline. You're corrupted. You love evil. You're upside down. Now look at this. God shall likewise destroy you forever. That's, there's hell. There's hell in the lake of fire. There's separation <clears throat> forever. God shall likewise destroy you forever. Now you say, well, I thought God was good all the time. His goodness, the goodness of God endureth continually. Well, if you have money in a bank, but you don't know the code or refuse to punch the code in, the ATM will never give you anything. And if God sits in the heavens and his goodness endures continually and you never repent and you never call out to him and you never seek his help, I mean, draw your own conclusion. God shall likewise destroy you forever. He's not destroying you. The wording says that. But look at this. In a very general, large thing, he is destroying you. But only because he created everything. And in the everything he created, there had to be a result for those who rejected him. And if he's a God who come to give you life and life more abundantly, then if you reject that, the only thing you get is death and that in abundance forever. Because you chose contrary to the painter. He painted a picture of eternal life, you and him walking in the cool of the day. But you said, no, I'll draw the picture. Why boastest thyself, thyself? thyself. Isn't that something? God shall likewise destroy you because it's all played out before you ever come here. If they choose this, this is what they get. If they go this way, this is what they get. Those of you who play those games, you know, uh, what was that, Lynx or something like that? Where you go through the and try to rescue the princess and fight all the battles and all that kind of stuff? You know, you make decisions to go left or right. Sometimes you fall off a cliff. God shall likewise destroy thee. You made that choice. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place, homelessness, and root thee out of the land of the living. It's a result of your actions and your words and what you're sowing. You're going to reap that harvest. Verse 6, the righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. We had a guy here in Ashland that called him the duct tape bandit. He put duct tape over his face for a mask so nobody knew who he was. The problem with it is he went in there to steal from them and he couldn't see and they arrested him. And people laughed at him. I'm smiling right now. Lo, this is, it's sad, but it's scriptural to laugh. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wisdom. No, in his wickedness. Look at this. This is the man, the man that made not God his strength. You can make God your strength. But 
that man trusted in the abundance of his riches. So he made riches his strength. Have you noticed the gas prices? Have you noticed how everything's going up? Those of you who trust in money, get ready to lose it. Get ready to live a different lifestyle. Liquidate. <laughs> to lose it now willingly or it's going to be taken from you. Look what he said up here. He's going to cast you out of your dwelling place and root you out of the land of the living. Liquidate. Liquidate and give an offering and beg for mercy for your house. But he trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself, himself, himself. This is the man who made not God his strength, but trusted in his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But the godly man says this, but I am like a David, King David was writing this, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. And I am no different than the man that boasts himself except for one thing. I ask for forgiveness. I ask for him to create in me a clean heart and a right spirit. I ask for him to take away my willful rebellion, my immortal nature and character, my religion of trying to prove that I'm a pretty good person. I ask him to take away that slow heart of unbelief and make me one who receives the word of God like a prepared garden and the seed falls upon my heart and takes root. And next thing you know, I start manifesting things that are like the Lord Jesus Christ. Purge me, God, with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my immortal nature and character, mine iniquity. You said you would remember it no more, and I believe you. So beware your words. Call out to God. Time is so short. People are marrying haunting spirits. My God, have mercy upon us, Lord. We have sinned.